welcome to the What Would You Do If podcast series with myself, Matt Smith, CEO of BDB, and Chris Grant, who's our business development director and general lucky charm in the business. We've decided to start this podcast series to kind of open up and show a bit more about my own personal brand reluctantly and I'm sure we'll come on to that into some more detail but also to evidence kind of the opinions thought processes and challenges that come up as uh, a CEO of a rapidly growing uh, marketing communications agency uh, but I hope a lot of the kind of learnings and opinions that will come up during the course of the podcast can be applied to any kind of business structure ultimately so Chris what we're kicking off with this week So, I think we should kick off with what would you do if one of your staff members says that we should all have a digital detox? Okay. Uh, An interesting one and timely, as you're smirking at me across the table. Mm -hmm. Um, So, to put a little bit of context to this one, um, culture at BDB that I'm really keen to kind of develop and harness is one of kind of openness, freedom, responsibility. We have a very, a very open door policy here. It's not very hierarchical. And if somebody's got a good idea, they generally come to the table with it. And we do our best to kind of consider it and hopefully nine times out of 10 probably implement it. Um, this week, uh, one of our very talented senior account managers came to me and said she was reading a book, which is always a strong start for any member of the team. Uh, I would encourage anybody out there to do more of that. Uh, but this came to me and said she's read some chapter of a book about something that has referenced the digital detox and kind of taking a step back from the digital world. And if I'll leave it there for the meantime. Um, it's what she take, took out of that book, though, isn't it? What, what, yeah, sure. She, yeah, she, she obviously, it, it hit home with her. I think in terms of she's a, a relatively new mum, she started doing more part-time hours. Um, which is obviously a big change in, in her world. And my but again, wife. something that we encourage. From a, yeah, no, absolutely. My, my wife's gone through similar things recently, so I've seen her struggles with that return to work kind of thing. So um, it was quite time for me to kind of reflect on it as well. Um, and the digital detox is something that I've kind of become more familiar with. I've heard it referenced more. I've done some readings on it. But I didn't think the conversation with her would have imp- impacted me as much as it has this week, that it's what? made me go away. And, Why did it impact you so much? Because, I guess, and something that hopefully will come out of these podcasts, I've got a massive duty of care as a CEO of the business to look after the team. Yeah. Um, and that is my primary responsibility. And as, as cheesy as it sounds, and as many people say, you're only as good as the team that we've got. Our team here is absolutely superb. Um, and everybody's really important to us. We, we don't want people to come in for stopgap careers. We're looking for people who want to build a full career with us, and hopefully we can support them through that, through training and nurturing them. Um, but without pitching BDB as an employer, my duty of care is to those guys. So if this was something that was interesting to her that she thought we should have been looking at and she'd come to me with an idea on it, I wanted to make sure, one, I understood it, two, I had an opinion on it, um, oh. an informed opinion. What was her opinion of it? Um, I think it was something that she was quite keen to kind of speak to the team about. So on the first Monday of every month, we have what's called the Eureka meeting, which is kind of a sharing of learnings, ideas, new things you might want to implement with the team. And... Um, Ideally, she wanted to stand in front of the team, kind of reference the digital detox, and then kick something off. Let's just call it loosely. I don't think I don't think she thought it through fully at this point, but it was more of an initial idea, a starting point, which is obviously where most things start from. So, obviously, I wasn't partial to the conversation. What was her um, sort of view? Was it a, a business dis- the digital detox, or was it a digital detox within a in a life? What where was she, where was she coming from from it? The route, the route leading to it for the conversation was more in relation to how 
noticed some of the more junior members of the team were emailing late at night. That was kind of the opening, the opening gambit for it. Right. Um, and, and what was your first initial reaction? Be honest. Uh, okay, like great. Uh, not well, not so great. Great's the wrong reaction because that isn't my reaction. I meant it more in the sense of like we just to explain. We've got a very international client base at BDB. Clients all around um, the world coming online at different time zones. So we have US clients that come on board mid afternoon for us here. So quite often there is a, a requirement for you to do a little bit, a little bit light. I'm not saying it's heavy. People aren't sat there into the early hours in the morning every night crying into the laptops. But there is an expectation that you be doing a bit of work outside of core office hours. But Tell me an agency where there isn't an yeah, expectation. We, you have flexible hours here, so well, yeah, I, think, I, I think there's a bit of give and take. Yeah, it? no, absolutely. We're full, 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 full flexible working, so people can flex their hours to do whatever they want to do, um, pretty much at their discretion, um, as long as that's not imp- impacting their workload. So there's yeah. a bit, bit of give and take, and that's kind of the way I've tried to approach it. So she comes to you, she says, uh, yep. digital detox, main yep. concern was uh, some of the staff were emailing out of hours, yep. and your initial reaction was, there's two reactions I think you have as an individual. So one is the business leader and one's you, your pit of your stomach reaction. The pit of your stomach reaction is that's nice that this said individual was emailing late at night and is committed to their work and committed to the cause and committed to trying helping that client along or moving things along or planning for their next day or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And then the business leader's point goes, why is she working at nine o'clock at night? If she reflects on that, is that a good or a bad thing in a way? Do you want the team working at nine o'clock at night? Do you want to become a reputation for people working at nine o'clock at night? And it only takes... Things like that to catch fire quickly and suddenly you're a slave driving agency and that certainly is not and you'll out for that hopefully if that isn't the no, case. Yeah, it's hard, hard but you know, there's a lot of freedom and autonomy in there as well. So Yeah. Um just, yeah. Just, just 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 sometimes I often obviously not being at BDB very long, but mm-hmm. I always think that the fine line isn't the real fine line. I think that's where I In the terms of you mean in terms of the, the freedom line. Yeah. Yeah, because no, I, 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 I refuse to compromise on it. So this is this is just something I'm really, really passionate about. I will not compromise on this point in the sense of if you employ the right people and you create the right culture, you should be able to operate in in, in a more freer environment. Certain processes and controls you need to have in life. That's just life. And as the business grows, it becomes more challenging to kind of maintain that culture. You can do it, and I refuse. You you only end up sacrificing or compromising on that culture when you hire the wrong type of individual. Okay. And that's why certain people will fit in fantastically well at BDB and get it. Yeah. And others won't. And we're quite quick at leading uh, uh, those out during the interview process if they're not right for the for, for the agency. And you know we don't we don't have it too often, but they don't last too long if they join us. And they're do not. Do you think? Fit. Do you think you have to? When you, and we've had this conversation in another podcast about character. Mm-hmm. Do you think you have to you look for character more than skill set now when you're interviewing? Uh, that's a good question. I personally look for exceptional potential is what I would call okay. it. So I, I only want the best of the best to work here, but you might not be the best of the best at that stage in your career if you're a brand new graduate or something or you, you're fresh out of uni or even you're AM, SAM, it could be any point in your career. It doesn't mean you're the rounded off well, nobody ever is, have they? That's my, that's my opinion. Everybody's learning on a day-to-day basis. But you're looking for that potential, that hunger, that that work ethic, that that commitment to that family-based freedom and responsibility that we we, we you know we really champion there. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's why I think the girl talking about in question and read a book, which we applaud, like you say. Um, 
has come to you with that question. I love the fact you came to me with it. Yeah, no, I do. It was more, it was just such a topic that set something burning in my head mm. this week that I didn't think it would. So it's a good thing. It, has, it could have made me think. That's yeah. what I mean. So it's actually, I see it as a positive thing. So what, thing. what was your steps after, after, after that one? Because obviously, you know, well, you're, you're, you're not a reactive a reactive person. You, no, I just, said, I just said to her, in principle, it's like, it sounds good. Let's, let's, have a, let's have a chat about it. Let's have a think about it. I think it needs a bit, a bit more articulation in terms of what we're asking of the team here. And on reflection, then I've got away and thought about it that night, and it kind of played in my mind. I bounced a lot of stuff off my wife. I always do that. She works in the big business. What was her? What was her reaction? Um, her business are quite big on, um, like uh, employee benefits and perks. They have all sorts of like, health and well-being days and that kind of thing. So I was surprised. We're a bigger business, well, much bigger. Yeah, yeah, much bigger business, and it's about sixty million turnover. So. I was surprised when I kind of asked her, oh, do you have anything? Do you have any material on a digital detox? I genuinely thought she would because they normally have something on everything. Um, and they didn't. And she was like, what do you mean by digital detox? And that opened up that whole um, conversation at home. It was just interesting on her take on it. But my life comes from a background, I guess like I did many years ago, professional services where it's, it's intense. So the thought of not being online or not being responsive or not, being connected is almost foreign to us. Mm. Um, and I think that applies to a lot of people, but I mean, that's the background she comes from. So she was like, oh, why, would, why would you do that? Why would you not, why would you not be available for somebody? But that's the work ethic of the organisation, probably where we were all trained, that it's just banged into you that you were, yeah. I don't know. So it was such a competitive environment. We grew up in, in PwC when we were all kids, effectively. It was, you know, it was survival of the fittest. And if you weren't responsive, you were seen as being unresponsive. <laughs> unresponsive so it's, it's quite, yeah. it was quite harsh. You were quite harsh in I think that you, your re, I think your reaction was to take a step back first and foremost, which I thought was 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 great, because like you said, she, she was coming from it from a really good place. Absolutely. But then, what steps did you take after that? Went away. Did you have to address it? it? Thought about it overnight. Came back, chatted to some of the other uh, business leaders in the businesses, some of the other ownership team. Said, "What the, were they familiar with it? Are they done any reading on it? I encouraged them to go away and do some reading on it and form an opinion if they didn't have one." Most of them had heard, were familiar with the concept, but I didn't really give it that seriously. I guess it's one thing to look at it. I did a lot more reading on it, which yeah. is classic of me. I'll go away and read every article I find on it and to try and mm. make sure I understand it. Um, and that led me to a diff, slightly different conclusion. And I, I should state at this point, I don't know if it's a different conclusion to where this girl's reached or the member of the team reached, because I've not really caught up with this since. So I need to, I need to catch up with this separately on it. But I've reached a conclusion that, it, yeah, yes, digital detoxes can be good. Um, and there's certainly place, a place for them. I just don't think it's necessarily linked to email. I think it's more linked to every other, including email, but every every single type of notification that interrupts your day is what I've come down to the conclusion of. Yeah. So, and it's a personal choice whether you want those notifications on or off and whether you allow things like that to creep into your daily routine, which then led me to, as I've been chatting with you about, laughing with you about the whole... Um, phone stats and the usage times and those kind of things Shocking, now. Yeah. yeah, I'd encourage anybody to do it. I know everybody gets a little flash-up message, but actually look at the numbers and interpret them rather than just going, yeah, I put my phone up 150 times a day. I would challenge you, what, you, you receive 150 calls a day? Absolutely not. not like, oh, yeah. I doubt it anyway, so to be clear, I doubt it. Um, so you're picking your phone up because something else is making you pick your phone up. So mm. unless you're not wearing a watch, it's worse when you not to check the time, think, is it? Yeah. But I think it's worse when you have a watch, and, and I think that John pointed out this morning, that's excluding your laptop time as well. It depends what you're including. What, 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 if you're talking about digital detox, what are you including in that environment? Is it, is it your TV? Is it mm. your DAB radio? Is it a podcast that you're listening to in the morning on your home, on your home system, on your Alexa, your Google Pod, whatever you want to call it? So, there's... so, so, so as a CEO now, mm-hmm. you know you're a very proactive person. Mm-hmm. 
So what steps will you now take? Because I think you have taken, I think you've taken it really seriously, which I'm, I'm a massive admiration for you for. But I think there's there's been a, I've mean, had those conversations, done the other podcast this morning, mm-hmm. and been a lot of. Is it ambiguity? I think it's a very subjective. There's a lot of subjectivity around it and ambiguity around it. In yeah. terms of people can people can form their own opinion on it, and I just think from from an employer perspective, I have a responsibility to protect the business and yeah. the team, both both in equal measure. Yeah. Team first, without them, I haven't got a business. Yeah. But 100%. in equal measure, I would say. So from the team perspective, I want to make sure I fully support this digital detox concept. But we build, we build a formal kind of communications plan and plan around it. So what are we doing with it? So rather than it being an ad hoc, all right, turn off some notifications, I want to trial it. I want to speak to people, see how it improves our life, enhances our life, doesn't. We've got everything here from email to a WhatsApp group to a video Skype. group to Skype Messenger to Skype for Business to you name it. There's, there's I, think we have, well. I think we have to look at the channels and yeah. what we're using for yeah. and what different... What but I think that's that that's the that's the that's the main learning for me in this, or main point of reflection. It's not a learning even, you know, you know this, but it's a point of reflection on how are we using those different types of communication. And for me, we're totally misusing email yeah. in, internally and with clients mm-hmm. in the sense of we're using email like it's a... An instant I am at the minute. So, you know, I, if you email somebody and you don't get an instant response, that's, that's really frustrating people at the minute in this business. It's causing issues and rubs between people and, you know, negatively impacting the culture unnecessarily because somebody sent you an email and you haven't replied within three minutes. Well, it doesn't work like that with email. And, you know, after lots of reading on this, typical response time from a business, 12 hours, typical response time internally, four hours is, is typical for, for, um, for an email, and you can look at the different generations from baby boomers through to Gen Xs, Gen Zers, whatever. Most people don't actually expect a response that quickly, but I think that there's that 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 obligation that you feel the need to, to respond. And people are very disciplined at this. And you'll we've had a lot of different business coaches coming over the years. I've heard a lot of different business coaches speak about scheduling time for your emails and turning your emails off. Mm-hmm. That's great if people respect the emails. If they don't, um, even clients, it comes down to clients, where clients email me, guarantee they expect an instant response. They don't want to wait 12 hours for a response from me, especially if it's Matt, can you just do this for me quickly, which you get quite a lot, I'm sure you get the same. But it's a misuse of email. No, it is. So for me, email, it's almost like an SLA, like some kind of agreement. Email's going to be four hours, let's say. No, because what I said to you this morning is, I think people have to clearly label emails properly. If they want an urgent response, it has to have a urgent well, I was, laughing, I, was laughing, I was laughing with you the other day, one mate of mine works in the legal sector, said, I've got a tip for you, make sure um, you set up a different inbox for what you CC'd on. So anything that isn't a direct email to you, CC'd on it, bang that straight, set up, a rule, set up a rule in the inbox, it. bang it into a different, well, I thought so, that's what I'm laughing about. So I, I went away and did this practically, I thought, I'll try this, give it a whirl. So really, it makes sense, doesn't it? So anything that isn't directly to you, it's more of an awareness and FYI, should be able to go into a different inbox and sit there. And he said to me, I action everything I need to in the day, the direct things to me, or, or build them into my, well, my schedule. Um, and the CC inbox becomes like a quick skim read in the evening. I thought, I'll try this, this is great. So it probably ha- half my emails, I would say, like overnight, put it in a different inbox. And I'm, I'm probably averaging somewhere 150 emails a day at the minute, just to give people a number. Um, I know people have miles more and miles less than that, but that's just to give a, a representative of my life. Um, so it suddenly cut it down to 75. It actually felt quite manageable a big, big nice drop for me and I went in in the evening but 
people that weren't using the CC field properly. So for some reason I was getting CC'd, but in most emails it was, Matt, what's your opinion on this? Matt, can you come back to me on this? Matt, can you do this? Which isn't a CC'd field at that point. It's actually so again, it's, it comes back down well, to But then it's like I'm missing things. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm quite precious about trying to make sure I'm responsive to everybody because you don't want to get a reputation of being somebody that doesn't no. respond to email. But I was back to square one, so I've canned that idea. So it's a good idea. It's a great idea to try it. It might work for you, but no, I mean, no, it's, it, 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 didn't, it didn't work for me, but it's because people but, weren't using it properly. But it, it's a great idea, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like the one really good thing I think has come out of this is a few few ways that we use our communication mm -hmm. channels, and I think that would be a really good action to take forward. Mm -hmm. I mean, coming back to time management, we've had this discussion while we were in, in Dubai yeah. on, on, on time management, because I think that most... CEOs really battle with the time management essence of their job. Yep. Um, because you, you're effectively working 24-7. So we've, we've had this chat before, and I wish we'd have recorded it while we were yeah, in Dubai, because yeah. we had quite a debate on it. But yeah. how do you find managing your time? Because it does fit in with the digital detox thing, because yeah. you are on... The issue is I probably digitally detox most days if I'm in the office. And by that, I mean I'm in meetings. Back, you'll vouch for that. I've been meetings back-to-back yeah. -back all day, which is, is, is great because I love that side. That's what I enjoy about the job, interacting with the team, throwing different projects around, different ideas, new concepts, whatever we're working on. I, I love that. I absolutely love it. But it comes from the flip side. If you leave that hours of meeting, 10 hours of meetings, to then return to your phone or your laptop where you've got the build-up of whatever's been going on that day. And when you look at your badges on your phone of all the unread count which mm. for somebody like me who is a control freak drives me insane the fact i've got red numbers with things that i've not read on um it's quite terrifying and i think it's the aspect of the job that i struggle with the most on the being yeah. able to managing my time at the minute for that reason that you're permanently in meetings and therefore constantly playing catch up and then and, and just to carry out sorry with a young family well on board you got two two two, ch two children a three-year-old and a 10 months old 10 month old and two girls very nice but in the sense of i since we've had the kids i think i've lost four to six hours a day of work so i used to come in earlier and i'd finish a damn sight later yeah, you just course. sit in the office i just sit in the office all night but, but and that's not because I'm, I'm being a slave i love it i absolutely love it yeah, yeah. but i've probably lost four to six hours a day of work yeah and I, I can't get them back at the minute that's that's what the impact is on me at the minute trying to manage your time and use your time better which i can so, definitely so do. How, how how do you plan your day what's your sort of routine i've tried all, i've tried all sorts of things is the honest answer yeah. at the minute i'm trying to be more disciplined and diligent around trying to use a day per week on a certain theme let's call it loosely okay so monday might be my finance day tuesday we'll make sure that's forward looking strategic things for the wider group Wednesdays more client service type things thursday would be team-based issues and attract and retain type solutions and Friday's normally a free-for-all, is what I'd phrase it as, because it depends if you've like been, been out on a network and do on a Thursday night or like, not. Like Ross Bingo Bongo's tomorrow. Yeah, all that, kind of, all that kind of thing, yeah. So we do lots of team things here, you know, we do. So it's more of a, I'm trying that at the minute, in terms of trying to be really disciplined with that to make sure I'm moving things along. I guess for me, just making sure you're making some progress every week. If, if you were starting again, yeah, as a coming into BDB, fresh... Do you change anything about how your time management is currently spent? If you had a, a total clean slate, um, yeah. This answer, my gut feel to that is absolutely not, because I came in from a different sector and a different background. Yeah. I had to fully immerse myself in the business. 
every aspect of it. So the new business angles, the client service angles, the service streams, what we do, the sectors we work in, the clients we work with, the trends, what's going on in the marketplace. And that's what I've enjoyed so much about it. I love, I love that side of it. I, yeah, it is I, great I get bored quickly. So in the sense that I've, I've learned loads and I've had to quick, very quickly over the last five years since I joined, mm. you know, I, I know I know this business better than anybody else. Anybody else in the business now, people have been here a lot longer than me, but there's no aspects of it I've not touched. The downside of that is by doing that, you get involved and dragged into most areas, whether it's quoting, budgeting, forecasting, recruiting, hiring, interviewing, brainstorming. And again, I love I love being involved in it all, yeah. but you can't you can't physically do it anymore. Is what I'm struggling with. So just going back to the digital detox, I know yep. you're going to hate this question. Right. Um, why don't you have a PA? Kind of do with that. So Nat- Natalie Uma is it, we hired her a long time ago now as kind of a a stroke office manager mm-hmm. um, and I'm terrible at not utilizing the better which she'd say and I'd say um, I think that's something I need to work on this year probably with, with, with Nat to work closer with her um, and Nat was off maternity for a period as well having her first son Jensen who's lovely um, you kind of learn to fall back into bad habits a little bit as well I think yeah. I was better at working with Nat when she was here first time around pre, pre-maternity right, okay. and then while she's been off I've probably picked up bad habits and got a bit more insular in terms of just driving stuff through myself and getting on with it and doing this and doing that. Having said that, she helps me with loads, just to be loads. Yeah, yeah, she does. But could she do more? Of course she would. Of yeah, course yeah. she would. Um, and that's up to me to kind of open up that, 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 that angle with her. What's the, what's the one thing that you could give her more of that you that think would, would save? T- I think we always, when we were sat down in the, the debate in Dubai, is what could save Matt Smith time? If you could buy time, what, 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 in essence, what would they were having that debate with me? About I think it's not like, the, I mean, for, for that specifically, it's more like the diary management and email management side of things. If I didn't have to physically, I worked with a, a partner in one of the accountancy firms years ago, a fantastic PA, um, but I'd had a relationship working together for 20 years. Like, yeah. It's quite an old school relationship, by the way. She used to go through all his emails. She'd print every email off for him. I'm not suggesting you do this killing trees, by the way. Yeah. But she used to the old school, she used to print off every email for him and she'd sit there with him and go, what do you want to do with this one? And it was like, delegate, send to this person, do this. And he used to write notes on every email and then she'd go and do them all. Wow. So, I mean, it was a proper old school relationship, I'd call it, but it worked for them. I mean, he barely ever went near did his he, inbox. Did he, did he throw his, like, uh, cap on the, on the, but it was on a bit the like standards that. Like, came she used in. to go and get his watch service for him. She used to go and do his dry clean. And it was much more of an old school relationship. But, I mean, what, I mean it worked for him. And it meant he barely went near his inbox in a way, which for me is what's consuming me at the minute, the inbox, alongside all the meetings in the day. So, so, do, you, so do you think that if, if you could delegate that inbox better, that would give you more time? Hugely. Hugely. And benefit the Matt Smith digital detox. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it would do. But I think, you know, even for myself, like, you know, I'm a I'm older man, I'm older than thirty six Um but you, know, you do get dragged into this social media world. Like, you know, I, I love Instagram, I like looking at Instagram, I love LinkedIn. I look at LinkedIn all the time. All the time. Yeah. Um, Facebook, I've got my family on Facebook. But I've made a concerted effort to turn off all the notifications, bang them in a different folder, stop, stop all the banners, stop all the flashes. You stop said all to me that you've up. moved your social media to yeah. like third, fourth page on your iPhone, aren't you? Yeah, so I think you typically, most people, I would say, most people that can organise their apps and know how to do it, I'm thinking about my dad there who hasn't got a clue at what order they fall on his phone, but in the sense they've put most of the things they use on the first page, so whatever you go to most probably is on page one of your kind of screen, yeah? So... I can't remember who said it to me, it might have even been you, somebody said it to me, shift them off your first screen and move them three, four, five screens back in a folder, put them wherever you want, but yeah. make them so they're not in your eye line. 
if you turn off the notifications so that nothing's flashing at you all the time. Makes a big difference. All right, you're probably going to look at Facebook once a day and you might have 16 unread things or whatever. Or whatever. It's not life or death, is who, it? Who cares? Like, no, but, but that's the mentality and the shift, I guess, for some of the younger generations of, yes, you might not be the first person to comment on something and you might be a little bit late to the party. So that whole FOMO, fear of missing out, or, you know, kind of approach to life. It's a, it's a social media platform. It's not life. Like, no. So for, for me, having done that, all, that made quite a big difference for me. Okay. Turning the notifications off, banging things hidden, let's call them, just so they're not in your eyesight. Yeah. means I pick up my phone now for rings. I'm not really different when it rings, probably. Mm-hmm. Or, or, when I, or when I want to check something. Yeah. Damn sight less than being disturbed by notifications on your watch or your phone. It's really, obviously, because we've both got Apple Watches yeah. and, I, and, I'm, and I find my watch just bleeps, 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 bleeps. I've stopped wearing it. I've stopped, I've stopped yeah, wearing yeah, it. Yeah, I've stopped wearing it and gone back to one of, one of my nice watches because it's the watch was annoying me. So I ended up turning off the notifications on the watch. And when you get really, you know, you get a bit worked up in work, your watch tells you to breathe, which is which point I want to throw it out the window. <laughs> most of the time. But, but, you know, joking aside, it's more of a... Turn that that many functions off on the Apple Watch. It might as well just be a just a, a watch, a G-Shock, which is why you're going, nice, something. <laughs> why you're going back to your nice watches. <laughs> it's one of them. So, yeah, I just think stripping it back sometimes, which I guess is the digital detox, bringing it full circle. Yeah, that is just stripping things back a little bit and being a bit more conscious and aware of it. Okay. So, wrap this podcast up then. Yeah. What would your what what's a one what are you going to change in Matt's world? where a digital detox is going to be concerned and what is the action for the business going forward based on uh, the decisions that you've made? I think the action for the business is to take it seriously. I think it's put it on the radar. So thank you to the member of our team that has put it on the radar. That's good. Yeah. It's, it's, probably it's, really good. it's made me think about it a lot this week. It's made me even do a podcast on it. It's made me bring it to the attention, hopefully, of the listeners because it's going on in most businesses, this. Um, and I think I'm not saying that you can naturally correlate it at the minute to mental health issues and suicides and all the rest of it. But there's something in there at the minute, this, this false expectation that social media is creating. And, and that, you know, that's for a different podcast. But for me, business is taking it seriously and even just being aware of the topic. I think is what I wanted to get out of this. Um, and for me personally, my own digital detox, um, it's just made me. It's just made me think about things. So, in the sense of where I want to spend my time and where my focus is, is it sat there scrolling through watches, yachts, supercars, and supermodels on Instagram, or do you know what we're getting, what we're getting out of that? Other than that jealous kind of feeling that my my very nice life isn't isn't, yeah. isn't good enough. Well, no, there's, there's much more better ways I can be spending my time to kind of drive that kind of attention. And are you um, going to pass that more responsibility with your emails to give you a Jury's out. <laughs> Jury's out. No, it's, it's something. It's something that I, sh- I definitely need to do. I think it's just it's a big move for me to do that one. Okay. So yeah, but yeah, I, w- I will. I'll take it on board. Okay. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed that one. Uh, just the initial episode there on the "What Would You Do If" podcast. Um, um, look forward to the next episode and hopefully speak soon. Cheers. Thanks. <laughs>